0: Alright, what is up, good citizens of Crypt Nation? It is your lovely, delightful hosts, Bryce and Pizza Mind.
1: Well, Bryce, anyway. I don't would never describe myself like that. <laughs> well, I would.
0: I think you're a lovely person.
1: That's just a lie.
0: Maybe not lovely, but charming. Okay, I'll <laughs> we'll go, go with that. Charming. charming indeed. Sorry that we missed you guys last week on the Weekly Fire. Uh, Pizza Mind has been traveling all around the world like a gosh darn madman, uh, but he's crushing it. Uh, He's making sure that we're taking care of our friends and our sponsors, and he's going all around the world doing
1: so much good work for the Lord. I have so much laundry to do. (laughs) But it also was Thanksgiving last week. We decided to be with... uh... Our other loved ones, our other family, the blood relatives. So thank you, Crypt Nation, for uh, taking one for the team. But we did put out an extra episode for you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. But the Weekly Fire is back. I'm excited. We have a lot to talk about. We have uh, modified Hot or Not to include tokens that you've only ever heard of or are in the top 200. No more ridiculous coins with Bitcoin with two I's in it or Nexo with two X's. I mean... For God's sakes, it just needed to go. So we're going to jump into the market weather report right now. Bryce, you're seeing some interesting movements.
0: I am. Um, man, I, uh, I'm i getting really, really bullish right now at this level. So right now, the price of Bitcoin is about $7,400. Um, and we're just at a really crucial point in the market. You guys know how I like to look at volume profile to see where most of the coins are trading hands. Um, and we dipped all the way down to the, uh, the volume profile, the the largest volume profile over the long time frame of the last three years, which is right there at 6,500. We hit that to a T. Um, and that was where a lot of buyers stepped in. So we popped up from 6,500 and we went all the way up to 7,900, um, almost overnight. So that was to me is just sign of like, okay, there's a lot of buyers that are sitting there. um, and now we're kind of stabilizing uh, around 74, 7500 and we've been having some some little spikes. Um, I, I know a couple days ago we had, or I would say a few days ago, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday, we had a spike all the way back up to seventy nine hundred um, on Binance. And today, uh, or on Friday, I should say, uh, we had a, a quick spike up past the twenty day moving average. So Bitcoin's looking like it's in a really healthy spot. Um, It's got some long-term buy support and I think that a risk-adjusted long trade is really well warranted here Um, You know not financial advisor not financial advisors just seeing what I'm looking at in the market But also another thing that I'm really liking about this market environment is altcoins versus their BTC pairing Um, So what does that mean? So we see Um, You know Bitcoin rising against the dollar, but what we're also seeing is altcoins rising against Bitcoin Which means that altcoins are rising against the dollar quicker than Bitcoin Um, And you could expect a lot more volatility out of your altcoins than you can expect from Bitcoin Which Bitcoin is already extremely volatile Um, So you know make sure that you guys if you guys are trading these markets have a place uh, in mind where you put your stop-loss Um, So the stop loss means that, you know, if price goes down below this level, your trade is invalidated and you made the wrong decision and you're going to get out. You're not just going to hold on for dear life uh, aimlessly. So, you know, kind of the coins that I'm looking at, you know, I did, I made a, you guys can see on my copy trader account uh, about one and a half, maybe it's been two weeks ago. I went almost all in on uh, my copy trader account on Tezos. Um, This is a platform that, uh, is a smart contract platform I could see it you know it's I think it's ranked maybe 16th right now by market cap um, and it definitely deserves to be top 10 in my opinion um, so you guys could go check out my copy trader account um, and see that trade that I made and it's it's been pumping it's been pumping pretty hard so that's a, that's a good look and it's getting a lot of um, a lot of uh, what's it called in- interest I'll call it or you know good sentiment on Twitter people are talking about it it's trending. So that ticker's XTZ. You guys know I've been talking about Zero X protocol a lot. I talk about maker protocol or maker DAO, I should say. All these coins I really love. Um, and you know, another one that I've been looking at is a coin called Harmony. And the ticker is one W or, uh, one is O N E. And this is a cool, you know, base layer protocol. Uh, it, you know, I'm 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 looking at the IEOs. And the IEOs are the uh, initial exchange offerings. And they have very interesting tokenomics, um, which don't have um, a lot of circulating supply and, you know, big lockups. And so these things uh, have a tendency to, um, you know, run wild, essentially. So, you know, look at, uh, just go to Binance and look at the list of all their IEOs. Look at Bittrex. I know Ocean Protocol is one of their first IEOs. Um, You know, Bitfinex has a bunch of IEOs. So just look at all these IEOs. And like we saw, Matic this month went up five hundred percent, literally in the course of under thirty days. And that was one of the Bitfinex I, or that was one of the Binance IEOs. So I think that you know they that these are going to be good coins that are going to
1: lead us into uh, the next bull market. Bryce just asked me if I thought that it was alt season yet, and I said no, I really don't think it is. But we're starting to see some volcanic rumblings on certain coins.
0: Exactly right. Charts
1: are looking good. We're seeing uh, low-cap coins starting to shoot 5X, 10X, you know, in a week, a month. I saw one of my old bags go up 10X and the volume double and the market cap go up 10X um, in the past month. I'm blown away. And these are like legitimate projects that are coming around to meeting their milestones. They're not just exits. So super interesting. Um and let's just transition right into the hot or not Absolutely. and see what's been pumping. So the biggest winner is Engine, which just announced a partnership with Microsoft, which many tokens tend to do. But Microsoft actually announced it on their site and they announced a game uh, that we're going to be talking to. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later in the news section. But Microsoft and Engine confirmed partnership.
0: And how much did they go up?
1: Uh, and- 62%. Wow. Yeah. Engine uh, and how much volume? is on fire with $32 million worth of volume.
0: That's, that's like no freaking joke.
1: Yeah. This is for real. Uh, next is Hedge Trade, which is a platform where you can kind of bet on uh, copy traders oh. and money managers. Very cool. Pretty interesting. They're up uh, 60%. And uh, they're actually probably going to uh, be on our show pretty soon. Oh, I amazing. just got uh, uh, a mutual connection that knows their CEO. So we're going to be reaching out to them shortly and to find out uh, what they're all about. And then finally, we have Matic Network that is up 58% on the week, 500% in the month. They are just on fire. They're absolutely killing it over there at Matic. Very nice. Uh, we I got to meet them. some of them in Singapore.
0: Yeah, you saw them in Singapore. I saw them when I was at San Fran Blockchain Week. Um, really good group of guys, and they're making a really robust platform.
1: Yeah, they're hustling.
0: What about the biggest losers? Uh, you know, we don't you know, necessarily uh, take joy in this. This is uh, not necessarily something that we like to talk about, but there's always winners and there's always losers.
1: What goes up must come down, it's and that's a just a fact. Life. Some of these guys were uh, in the hot section, as they usually are. Uh, so we have Thunder Token.
0: And these are guys I really like. I've actually spoken to these guys, and so, you know, they've got a really legitimate project. So, remember, just because something goes down, like Thunder Token, 35% in seven days, doesn't mean it's not a legit project. Doesn't mean it's a scam. It just means that markets have cycles.
1: And that's what we all love in crypto, this volatility. A chance to buy at minus 35%, hoping it'll go up another 40 next week. Who knows?
0: And then we have SilverWay. Uh, down 33% on $2.5 million worth of volume in the last seven days. And the last one we have uh, is Ignis. Um, And Ignis, uh, on $4.5 million worth of volume, fell 9.5%. And so Ignis is also, um, if if you guys remember NXT and Ardor, um, ARDR, Ignis was an airdrop on top of ARDR. And um, very cool project, but... You know, they're trying to do enterprise, blockchain-as-a-service type things, but at the end of the day, um, you can't always be winning all the time. So
1: here's my takeaway from this. you know We're now focused on only the top 200 coins, none of the other garbage that doesn't deserve to be talked about yet. They have to prove themselves. We're not going to mention them on the show anymore. Exactly. But for the third biggest loser to have lost less than 10%? Bullish. Maybe alt season is here.
0: Freaking bullish. At
1: least it was this week. And it was last month for a handful. So we're definitely really, really excited. I know I love my shit coin. So maybe I'll finally get a chance to take some profits. (laughs) I hope you do, brother. I hope I do.
0: So now let's move on over to our fire tweets segment uh, where we pull the best tweets of the week and we talk about them. So uh, one of my favorites from this week was from a gentleman uh, who we know here at Crypto 101 named Travis Kling. That's Travis underscore Kling, K-L-I-N-G. That's his Twitter handle. And here, here's what he says. He goes, to have high conviction that a non-sovereign money will gain mass adoption in the future, you need, to bre- you need to be burning the candle at both ends. On one end is monetary and fiscal policy irresponsibility, global quantitative easing, and debt. On the other end is society recoiling against corruption we have both. So to me, this is just, this is an iconic tweet because he, you know, the non-sovereign money that is Bitcoin, right? It's just this hard capped, you know, permissionless global money, uh, deflationary, uh, that we're hoping to get mass adoption. You need to be having, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends. So we have, you know, corruption in politics and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and we have, you know, fiscal irresponsibility with, you know, massive amounts of leverage in the system and, you know, cheap money. And so it's kind of a recipe for disaster uh, if you're taking the other side of the Bitcoin bet.
1: Yeah, I mean, we want to have an institution we can trust, but they are just failing so badly around the world, people are realizing we just can't trust anyone. And if we can't trust these guys, who can we trust? So Bitcoin offers a trustless solution. And a lot of people just feel like this is so much better than risking getting our hearts broken and our wealth lost again. Moving on, we have uh, another interesting tweet from Andreas Antonopoulos. He says, Intuit Merchant Services just told me that I can't be using crypto if I accept credit cards for my invoices. They asked me to remove crypto from my site. I instead elected to remove intuit and their credit card services from my life. This is just the silliest thing I've ever read because Andreas Antonopoulos is one of the pioneers of bitcoin adoption. And for intuit to tell him that like they clearly don't know who they're talking to. Yeah. <laughs> it what are we Oh man. It's I just, got a good laugh out of that.
0: It's just crazy. I mean like how, like why does that even matter? Like that's like saying hey you can't accept um, Japanese yen. If you're using our credit cards, it's-
1: that's like saying if you have a blue shirt on, you can't come into my restaurant. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And into it, I mean,
1: short into it,
0: short into into it. Um, yeah. So, any, I, I love Antonopoulos. He's he's one of my favorite inspirations. I listen to him, you know, almost every day when I go home from work. He always has great content. So if you guys aren't following. Andreas
1: Antonopoulos, you guys must. Do you have a friend who's interested in getting into cryptocurrency but they don't know where to start building their portfolio? Well, we have the answer. It's called CopyTrader by eToro. With CopyTrader, you can automatically copy every trade of eToro's top crypto traders, just like myself or Bryce or Kevin, at the exact price point and in real time. No need to study up on markets or develop your own strategies. Simply just sign up and copy our trades. Any profits that we make, you do too. Proportional to your investment, of course. With eToro, you get access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies with transparent trading fees all in one easy to use app. Copy the smart money with eToro. Join now at etoro.com crypto 101.
0: Moving on from fire tweets, we have scorched earth. And this is where we talk about times that we've been burned in crypto. Uh, We've been burned. I mean, we've been in this space for several years, and it seems like every, you know, every month or so, something happens, whether, you know, it's just sometimes bad things happen, but most times great things happen, but we just want you guys to know that, you know, we're not perfect, and the crypto space isn't perfect yet, and everything's growing, and mistakes happen, and we get burned, Uh, just like you guys, and just like everybody in the crypto space, everybody has their stories, and Pizza Mind has... Uh, some updates
1: for you. I certainly do. So I have just been recently burned. Uh, The wounds are fresh. I'm going to tell you guys about it. I haven't even told Bryce about it today, so he's going to learn for the first time along with everybody else. I've talked many times on the show about how Counting House has saved my portfolio during the bear market, but something has gone awry.
0: With Counting House? With Counting House.
1: Something has gone afoul. And we can't quite be sure what, but long story short is... For whatever reason, you know, we're told it was due to being unable to become regulated in Australia that they were selling the fund to another manager that does have the proper licenses. And we were told that this other firm was located in Europe and the sale was about to close. And then we were told the sale closed um, and all this stuff. Well, the company that they said they sold it to put out on their website that they had no idea who Counting House Fund was and there was no sale and... If this was a scam that it needed to be reported to the authorities. Since then, the founder of Counting House, who I consider a friend, who's done a lot for me. I've met him twice in person. I've met his family, his kids, has really not shown any evidence whatsoever that A, the sale was real or anything. There is a huge lack of transparency and communication. The community is up in arms. They've hired a lawyer to file an injunction to freeze all of this guy's assets. Meanwhile, he's issued a very, very brief, you know, lawyer doctored statement saying that he believes he was scammed
2: out of the entire fund. And he is. Hey, guys, TiVo here to tell you about the UFI video lock. Go on Amazon and search UFY Video Lock. That's EUFY Video Lock. Or visit UFYOfficial.com/slash Video Lock. Again, that's EUFY Video Lock. UFY Video Lock. Get complete control over your front door.
1: working with authorities to try and freeze those assets somewhere in the global banking system. Wow! So who knows what the real truth is, but essentially anyone holding these counting house tokens, which, you know, had done so well, um, you know, are pretty much fucked. Um, It really didn't have many of the attributes of a scam from the start. It had some, you know, in the sense that it's a trading bot, But, uh, you know, the tokens were available on exchanges to be bought and sold. And there was an audit by a third party auditor and stuff like that. But it's since uh, something went wrong, and there's some big missing pieces to the puzzle. Fortunately, you know, I had less than 10 grand invested in it. I can recover. For me, the biggest pain point is having to tell my investment partner that I fucked up. And when he trusted me, like that's something that I can't recover from. Like I can find another $10,000 to put back into it, but I know Not there are back people into it, back, into, well, back into our portfolio. Okay. Got it. But there are other people as were part of this community that put their almost their entire retirement. Oh my in. God. And guys, you can't just absolutely crazy. So this is a perfect example of even though like I still feel like Tim is a good guy and you know he's made a horrible mistake somewhere along the way. That's undeniable at this point. But a platform risk, even if you trust the guy, even if they have the best of intentions, let's say he did everything above board the whole time, like he still managed to get scammed, potentially. Yeah. So you really have to diversify. You have to manage your platform risk.
0: And guys, we, we talk about this so much. Like, you know, the same thing happened to me a, a couple summers ago uh, with Monkey Capital. and I think that was one of the first scorched earths that we had. That's right. Where, you know, I lost several Bitcoin in that. And it was just, it was it is so sad because you have, you know, such smart people uh, telling you all these new ideas that are going to change the world and um, everything looks good and you read the white paper and you see the audits and, you know, all this stuff, but at the end of the day... You know they you know the issuer of the token gets all likes to rile up the crowd and hype things up and talk about oh we just closed this deal we closed this and because the community right is always asking oh well what's the update what's the update and the issuer always feels like they have to you know be uh, be saying new things new things all the time and you know th- the same thing happened to me with uh, the dignity coin right so dignity you know was saying that they're backed by gold and they have all these audits and all this stuff and then scams come out, and reports come out that it's not true, and that there's lying, and that they jumped the gun on a deal, and all this stuff. And so, guys, that's why we say, you know, a if it sounds too good to be true, oftentimes it is. This is the crypto space, and there's um, there's bad actors in here because it's so unregulated. I um, mean, it's so new, and there's such an asymmetry of information um, that you're really only well off uh, to make an investment. In like, you know, the top 20 coins or top 50 coins, um, even though you're not going to see as tremendous amounts of, you know, 10, 100, you know, 500X gains. Um, it, it's just you'd rather, you know, have maybe a 100, or, or, sorry, 100% which is a double, right? A 2X gain over the year than have a coin go to zero on you. Um, and so like he says... Mind says platform risk and all, all sorts of stuff. It's just you guys got to keep yourself safe. If it could happen to us, it could definitely happen to you. And it happens to everybody in this space that, you know, you read a project. It, it makes sense. You love it. You meet the founders in person. You met this guy's wife and kids. Like, yeah. He, he was the one that got scammed. You know, like he was being fed lies and he had other partners that didn't hold up their end of the deal. And by proxy, little guys like us who invested in him get screwed because he got screwed. Yeah. And that's what happened with all these projects. And
1: that's really what it seems like. You know, this wasn't the case where there's a lot of hype and build up or over promises. You know, Counting House was returning good earlier, you know, in the year. But as the fund grew, you know, the the returns diminished as they should. You know, we were looking at, you know, maybe 1% a week, maybe half a percent a week, some weeks. We even had a losing week. So, I mean, it all seemed very legitimate. There was never any additional funds, you know, requested. You know, I was talking with this guy on a private deal to build me a bot. And I had some investing partners and he could have taken us for millions of dollars with this new venture that he had planned after the sale was completed. So it didn't make any sense. You know, if this guy was really trying to run away with a $50 million fund, uh, if he was really in it, you know, as a scam the whole time, like he could have taken me personally for way, way, way more than that. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. There's so much here that doesn't make sense. Um, Hopefully in the weeks to come, we'll get some kind of clarity as to what happened. But as of now, I, I think we're all writing it off as a total loss.
0: I'm sad, man. That's it's really sorry to hear that. I know that you've been super excited about these guys, but yeah. let's move on to the smoke and mirrors segment where we just talk about you know debates that are in the community right now. And one of the debates that is popping up, uh, particularly because backed, you know, the uh, ICE's, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin warehouse and Bitcoin futures settlement platform and custodian. Um, they are issuing what we call uh, paper settled futures and paper settled options and derivative products. And so what does paper settled mean? It means that you know the, so in contrast, there's physically settled uh, contracts, which means that at the expiration date of this future, right or this um, this option, at the expiration date, you have to deliver physically that good that you are trading. So if I'm trading hundred bushels of wheat, And I'm trading a physically settled contract. At the end of that contract, I need to deliver a hundred bushels of wheat. That is what has to happen. And there's literally, you know, warehouses where they do that. So in Bitcoin's case, uh, physically settled products, you have to settle in the transmission of a Bitcoin private key. um, And you, through a custodian and through a warehouse. Of course, it doesn't look like a, a wheat or an ox warehouse or a chicken warehouse, but it looks like you know a, it's a data center, and there's uh, all sorts of different you know so- software engineers that are doing this um, this process of physical settlement. And now we have, uh, and, and actually the the CME, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, offers uh, paper settled futures, which you're settling uh, your transaction in either cash or treasury bills. These are paper products. Um, and here's the interesting debate that's happening right now is. And it's it's been happening uh, in in high finance for for a long time since the introduction of these things. But is this actually inflating the supply of Bitcoin beyond the twenty one million uh, hard cap? So so what do I really mean here? Let's try and break this down. So the whole you know one of the the premises of Bitcoin's value is that there's only going to be twenty one million ever made, and There's just there's just no more than that. But what's happening is you have open interest on derivative products that exceeds the market cap of 21 million bitcoins. So, for instance, if the price of Bitcoin, uh, you know, is, you know, seventy five hundred dollars and the market cap is about one hundred thirty five billion dollars, you could actually have open interest, uh, which means, you know, positions on derivative products that exceed 135 billion dollars. So that means that effectively, uh, you're kind of you're kind of inflating the supply of Bitcoin. Um, and so, you know, people take both sides of that. I'm not really sure what to think, other than I'm doing more research on this. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of an interesting thing that you know, your Bitcoin is you know not necessarily always physically settled, you know, by trading private keys, but you could trade. Uh, you know, the dollar value of Bitcoin and that, you know, that contract is just tied to the dollar value of Bitcoin, but it's not tied to the underlying uh, actual private key that secures the Bitcoin. So we'll probably be talking about this more in certain episodes since it is top of mind right now. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about it at Crypto 2020 Summit.
1: Um, but, you know, there's pros and cons. I think one way they're trying to get around this is they're issuing these iou tokens that is pegged to the price of bitcoin and then you can redeem that for a bitcoin when you actually want to settle out like yes it does kind of virtually inflate the price and we could see some regulation come in at a certain point and say maybe this uh this futures platform has to actually have the bitcoin to cover all their positions they probably won't but um,
0: since when has regulators ever been nice to the Bitcoin guys right exactly <laughs> yeah. well
1: now that their guys are getting in on it They'll probably want to protect them a little bit. That's more. a good point
0: So they maybe what they're gonna do is have paper settled futures now for To let everybody get in right depress the price of Bitcoin and then once all the all the guys that they want in are in uh, Then they might just do away with those products.
1: Well, we'll see I mean there is a good time to have these paper settled futures And those are times when uh, you're in a bear market and you want to short Bitcoin and be able to settle out before you open your next position. If you settle out into Bitcoin, you're going to potentially lose another 10, 15, 20 percent or more by the time you open your next position. And that's not an acceptable situation. So you want to be able to settle out in cash. Or a stable coin, for instance.
0: Because they want to dampen their risk of volatility. They don't That's right. S- nobody wants to be exposed to that on the way down. And, and on the way up, nobody really wants to be exposed to that either. Um, except in the long term, uh, if you're like, oh, I'm going to hold Bitcoin for 10 years. I mean, volatility is just a function of illiquidity. So the more liquid the market gets, the less volatile will be.
1: It's also a unit of measurement as well. Depending, If you're part of a big institution, you can't just decide I'm going to me- measure all my wealth in Bitcoin. Your accounting department measures everything in U.S. dollars. So you can't really settle out into Bitcoin unless you're already set up like that from scratch, essentially. So that's a big issue of it as well.
0: Yeah, a a lot of issues here, um, but we're going to be covering this a lot more. So if this is interesting stuff, be sure to uh, check us out on Twitter because we have these discussions all day. Um, But let's uh, briefly uh, touch on the news here. Uh, there's a, there's three really interesting news bits that came out this week. Um, the first one that we mentioned uh, was Microsoft and Engine have partnered to create a blockchain game called Azure Heroes. And, you know, this is the Microsoft's Azure uh, platform, which is
1: um, – wh- what would you compare Azure to? Azure is just like Amazon Web Services. Okay, it's, perfect. A, it's, like it's a cloud hosting one. platform.
0: Um, and so Engine, E-N-J-I-N um, – is a blockchain platform. And, and so we're excited to see what they come out with.
1: Yeah, so this uh, Azure Heroes game is a way to incentivize participation in the Azure community. And these different badgers are represented in NFT tokens on the Engine blockchain. So you can read all about it at Microsoft's own website, microsoft.com. And then you can uh, search for Azure Heroes. So this is actually legit.
0: Amazing. And next we have Bitfinex, which is a, a huge... Platform, a trading platform. They integrate Lightning Network, and this is really, really important because it enables instant deposits for your Bitcoin and instant withdrawals
1: at next to nothing.
0: Uh, yeah, for virtually free. So this will help uh, grease the wheels, if you will, uh, or you know, put Drano in the plumbing of cryptocurrency. And we need capital to move very quickly yes. in order for the markets to be more efficient. Um, and for liquidity to move around. I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, called On, On the Brink, and On the Brink is an awesome podcast. I highly suggest everybody to check it out. It's with the Castle Island guys, um, who's a, a fund in New York, and I think New York, and this guy Nick, Nick Carter, who, who's definitely one of my role models, and I, I look up to everything he says, but they were talking about In the early days you know or not early days but in 2017 um you know capital was not able to move fast enough uh throughout crypto because you know not only were the blockchains slow and getting clogged up um you know withdrawals took so long and uh you know coinbase would shut down because they you people couldn't you know withdraw to cash because there was banking limits and all sorts of things there was no plumbing um, and, or the plumbing was just always getting clogged. And that, that just slows down capital flows. And for markets to be efficient and for industries to evolve, you really need to have capital moving extremely quickly um, so that people can arbitrage and you know, funds can feel comfortable um, saying, oh, yeah, this is a investable asset class. Um, and not only is this an investable asset class, but this is one that we could take advantage of um, Because it's similar it moves at similar speeds to what we're used to um, Anyhow, so all this being all this to the point that Bitfinex is cutting edge and you know They also worked with bit refill very heavily on this integration, which is another company. I really like um, Which allows you to spend your lightning network uh, or spend your Bitcoin via lightning network uh, and buy all sorts of different stuff but this will be really good for Bitcoin traders, uh, and I think it's going to bring back a lot of liquidity to Bitfinex. You know, we saw them kind of lose a lot of their market share in the last couple of years because of their, you know, slow processes, and I think they're maybe just a little under man. I'm not sure what what exactly is going on, but Palo Arduino, who's the CTO of Bitfinex, is coming on the show. Uh, we're doing a recording with him next week, so I'm really excited to talk a lot about this. So Stay tuned for that episode. Um, instant deposits, instant withdrawals, Lightning Network, Bitcoin, taking over the world, let's freaking rock. And That's lastly, right. what do we have, Pete? Speaking
1: of taking over the world, uh, South Korea is passing framework for legalizing cryptocurrencies. They're getting some legal clarifications on how it all works, how it's all going to be regulated, what licenses are needed. And this is working its way through... All those different branches of government right now. They say it's going to take about a year before it comes into full effect. But uh, South Korea is really poising itself to be, you know, one of the next world leaders as far as cryptocurrencies and digital assets go.
0: Amazing, I for sure. Seoul, South Korea, is my favorite city in the world that I've ever been to. I got to get back there. Um, anyhow, guys, this was Weekly Fire episode something. We're kind of starting to lose track. I think it's the 18th, 18th? episode. 18. Did we, miss, did we miss 17 or is this? I don't know.
1: Anyhow, don't ask me.
0: Guys, we love you, Crypt Nation. Again, if you haven't checked it out yet, um, you guys have to go to www.crypto2020summit.com. Sign up. We've got a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous list of speakers. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned, and we'll see you next week.